with another episode of... Kiefer. <laughs> I barely knew her. The podcast where we watch a movie, get super duper high, and talk so, so much about it. As you do yes. in these situations. Absolutely. As always, we're joined by my lovely Bee. Oh, hey, man. And my wonderful husband, Chris. How's it going? And uh, tonight we have quite a treat. We watched 1985's Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Marty McFly, as played by Michael J. Fox, as could have been played by, I don't know his name, but he was the drug dealer in... <laughs> Pulp, fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, he yeah. filmed for like a couple days, and then they were like, mm, "It's not working out. <laughs> That's rough." Yeah, um, but yeah, a super duper classic. Uh, I have to say, I'm really excited to talk about how Marty navigated his relationship with his mother and his father in the past. Uh, yeah, quite a few missteps there, but uh, we'll we'll get into it later. <laughs> I am beyond excited about all of the things that, statistically speaking, should have also changed in Marty's life. Mm. Um, Considering the new impact he had on his parents' lives. Right, so we're going to go ahead and smoke up, uh, get our brain juices flowing. And definitely feel free to uh, do what you got to do to get to where we're about to get. See you on the other side. back <laughs> and we're high so high so okay um before before i ask you chris where this story took you i just need to say eric stoltz i believe his <laughs> name is eric stoltz <laughs> the guy who uh was supposed to be marty mcfly i'm 98 percent sure it's eric stoltz thank you all right so now that i got that out back to the future where did this story take you all right so this is kind of crazy mm-hmm because as I was writing out some different thoughts, started building on itself. <laughs> and some of the ideas that I had in different places started to kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to say that I found it very odd that the impact Marty had on mm-hmm. so many people. Like mm-hmm. his journey back <laughs> in time interacted with more people than you actually realize yeah. the first time you watch it. Mm-hmm. So he was talking to Doc before he went back in time at all. And Doc was saying that this whole area used to just be nothing but trees. And that it was uh, <laughs> Mr. Peabody's farm. And it was like 400 and so, I don't remember how many acres he said. But he said he had this thing where it was like going to breed pine trees. Yeah. He was course. like he didn't know what happened. Like something <laughs> happened, but it didn't. It, did, it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out, right? So then Marty goes back in time and he crashes into a barn in the area that is still Mr. Peabody's farm, mm-hmm. right? 1955. And when Marty is leaving, he runs over some pine trees. Yeah. And Mr. Peabody says, you killed my tree. So Mr. Peabody in Doc's time before the time machine was made and all of that, Mr. Peabody's breeding project failed, but nobody knew why. And then, I know this is crazy. Goldie was already the mayor. They showed us Mm -hmm. that he was running for a second term. When Marty goes back in time and he talks to Goldie for the first time, it's like he's, that's the first time he's ever thought of it, is the time that Mm -hmm. Marty talks to him about it. Like, that idea hadn't even crossed his mind 
But Marty said, you're going to be mayor. And so he was like, I could be mayor. <laughs> and so he, was, he went for it and he fucking did it. Obviously, the impact that he had on his parents throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff that he did. Like, I counted out pretty much everything that I could pay attention to while I was kind of stoned when we were <laughs> watching it. There are ten different things that Marty impacted during his trip. Mm-hmm. But the only things that changed for him mm-hmm. <laughs> were good. Yeah. But um, I, I before we get too far into this, I want to um, just clarify something. You're, you're saying that Marty going back in time was fated, that that was always why Mr. Peabody's farm didn't work, and that that was always why Goldie was mayor. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I'm, see, I'm... I'm, mm-hmm. I'm uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. But, it's, but it's not that it's fated. Mm-hmm. I think that Marty and Doc are in a time loop. What? They're in a time loop. How do you explain why a high school student and a disgraced, <laughs> like, physicist, how how are they good friends? Not only is he a disgraced physicist, he is, uh, like, seems to be excommunicated from the town. <laughs> He's viewed as this, like, horrible person. Like, I was wondering during the movie when Strickland was talking about how Marty needed to stay away from him. Yeah. he was like a psycho and all this <laughs> other stuff. And so like, how does a high school student that not only has only ever heard bad things about Doc Brown mm-hmm. becomes best friends with Doc Brown? I mm-hmm. understand that Marty is a bit of a rebel. Odd that they would just say it out of nowhere. So yeah, it had to be something on Marty's side that he met Doc. I think that there there is that possibility of of the the rebel aspect so when when marty got to doc's house there were all of these clocks Mm -hmm. just so many clocks yeah and they were making so much noise just counting the seconds yeah just so much noise and you would wonder how somebody could think in that kind of a situation when you're just in a room with that those clocks ticking and people would be like oh it's for motivation you know time's always ticking away (laughs) or you know listening to the seconds pass by or unused seconds but when he was climbing into the clock tower and he like got up into it, mm-hmm. almost the exact same ticking noise was going on inside uh... the clock tower. Almost the exact same ticking noise. And Doc had mm. to figure out all kinds of shit in that situation. I don't know. This is speculation in that situation. But the similarities between the sounds when he was inside the clock tower to the sounds of when you got into his house in the very beginning almost spot on so because he's in a time loop that need for those clocks that that's his like white fell noise in love now. With it. yeah it, now it's like a stress thing yeah like it helps him think so how does that how does that ah, get explained interesting that he has that same noise going on but shouldn't have experienced being inside the clock tower hearing that noise and having yeah. to think through it that theory toward uh them being loop. stuck in a time loop but but yeah the time loop it, it see there were a couple of things that didn't stay though we were watching it and when doc is at the clock tower ledge breaks and yeah when we were watching like from the beginning of the movie you mean when he's walking past it yeah with, uh, oh yeah i'm sorry yeah in the beginning and of the movie the, uh, that ledge was because we cheated and went back to check yeah. <laughs> that's what we did <laughs> Shh, we're, we have good memories we have good memories um yeah so there were things that weren't affected so do you think that's just lazy uh people I mean, this like was written in the same continuity era. errors here. This was written in the same era as Lost Boys, so I mean, 
Oh, wow. That's a low blow. Oh, it is. I mean, it's a great movie. Oh. I mean, <laughs> it is. Not Lost Boys, but oh. Oh. I'm talking about Back to the Future. That's what I was Back to the Future there. is a great movie. Oh, um, well, yeah, duh. There were so many, so many, so many things that Marty impacted. Statistically speaking, there should have been things that happened to him, too. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, without mm-hmm. a time loop, considering the impact that he had on his parents' lives, like, he gave his dad a reason to get past his own excuses by scaring mm. him into doing that. Yeah. Saying he was going to melt his brain. <laughs> and then because he was able to get past his excuses, he was able to stand up to Biff and mm-hmm. just try. He just mm-hmm. fucking tried. And it yeah. worked. And it worked at a pivotal time in his life. You know, so it mm-hmm. completely changed his future. And not only that, that was the beginning of the end of Biff. Yeah. Everything that Biff was died that day. Everybody that saw him after was like, hey, I heard you beat the shit out of Biff. Nice job, man. Right? And Let's everybody be was now. praising him for kicking the shit out of Biff. Like, how does that yeah. make Biff feel? Oh. No, I'm just I know, I'm not I know. trying to I know. be sympathetic to the guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, in this situation, you've got all this obviously puffed up mindset about yourself and that all these people like you. When all these people are afraid of you, mm. and then when somebody takes you out, and then they're not afraid of you anymore, and then you really realize that nobody liked you, that's the a whole rough time, situation. Yeah. Again, not and trying to empathize slash sympathize with Biff. That's but why he was a broken man. He was a broken man at that yeah. point. And bitter, quite bitter. Very bitter. Yeah. Some might say the bitterest. <laughs> but all of that happened because, you know, Marty did that, and because they had that new confidence, because... His mom was happy mm-hmm. in the relationship. <laughs> she wasn't just feeling trapped in this mm-hmm. horrible situation that she hated. She was not drinking and she was <laughs> staying more active because they yeah. were doing things. Like mm-hmm. she was just happier. And uh, so, like, all these positive things, all these changes that Marty made in all these people's lives, only positive things happened. But, but his dad, why would he name his third kid Marty? <laughs> Marty changed his life. <laughs> His first yeah. son should have been Marty. And yeah. also, the impact that Marty had and the impact their parents had on raising the other kids changed them completely as well. Because his older brother was working at a fast food place. And then when he got back to yeah. his present, he, he was working in an office. Yeah, he was okay. going to work in Let's a suit. Let's be honest. They were, they were more successful, but they were still living at home. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know if that was normal in the 80s. Uh, no. You bring up points. Yeah. But still, lives were changed. And yeah. all that happened to Marty was he got a car. Mm-hmm. And he got a car. That was yeah. really like I mean, nothing else changed in his well, life. If you include the sequel, he did get a girlfriend upgrade. That's fair. Uh, upgraded up changed. to Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> it was one of those like... <sighs> He came back to the present and, you know, things happened so fast that they didn't have time to change his girlfriend yet. So she changed into Elizabeth Chu is what happened on the way to the sequel. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't, he didn't get anything. No. And nothing at Nothing all. changed and he Mm-mm. impacted their lives in such a way. But see, then that supports the time loop more because then kind of get into a Terminator situation where there's no fate but what you make. 
And so the more positively he continues to impact his parents, the better his life is going to be. Maybe the last time in the loop he did a shit job. So he had to suffer through his dad sucking at life because he had no confidence, because he had been destroyed at a very young age. I mean, you know what I mean? This could be just like a continuous loop. So does it evolve like continuously in a positive direction? That's, I don't know. Does then, he have any control over it? Does he, like, go back and he's like, for some reason we're all um, bubbles this time? I don't know. It seems really weird that he would have gone through all of this and then mm-hmm. what happens in the second movie happens, you know? Yeah. That he would be the guy that he was. An asshole who, what? well, you know what? His parents were so much nicer to him. Yeah. Uh, they didn't seem to have any restrictions for him any anymore and... Uh, Maybe he just did whatever the fuck he wanted. Ooh. And he turned into a piece of shit. I could say it. He kept getting just whatever he wanted and kept getting yeah. it. So he just, yeah. And you know what's worse is the fact that Doc actually enforce, reinforces that. Because when Marty fucks up in the future and his son fucks up in the future, Doc comes back and is like, oh no, Marty, you guys made mistakes in life. Let's go change that. Let's not have consequences. It's all about privilege. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? Like, if he's a piece of shit, you know what? Maybe he did deserve to get fired. Oh, yeah, because he was fired with cause, you know? Yeah. I mean, he kind of got set up a little bit. Yeah, but he took the bait. He totally fell for it. I'm not going to. He knew what he was doing. He knew. (laughs) There was was no real question about that situation. Because he wasn't too surprised. Anyway, we're talking about the sequel now. Can we talk about Crispin Glover as a character actor? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow, he's a delight. I feel like one of the greatest scenes in this movie mm-hmm. is after he punches Biff and he is so shocked at not only the fact that he did it but that it worked <laughs> and he's just losing his mind over, like he's looking at his hands and he's so smiley and he's just like I can't believe his this fucking happened like, trembling like... He, yeah he's yeah. losing it losing it and then Leah Thompson comes into his 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 periphery mm-hmm. and he just completely changes oh my gosh the way yeah. that he he brought it back from the utter delight oh, yeah. of having Perfect. just successfully <laughs> defended somebody something he probably thought he would never be able to do mm-hmm. and then to have to rein it in to be like are you okay yeah that whole shift in his uh just like his account like just everything about him his body language his facial expressions Mm -hmm. there was a shift between that joy to the i gotta make sure she's okay there was just this Mm -hmm. oh it was mm, crispin glover just that is that scene (laughs) is my chef's kill like that is just every time i see that scene that is just God, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. He does such a good job in that scene. But yeah, I know I went a little long there. <laughs> I think it's interesting that in this situation here, George McFly has come to her aid. And before she fell in love with him because she came to his aid. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the resentment builds. Oh, I'm sure it Because did. she was, it was like, I got nightingale <laughs> You never want to get nightingale. Yeah, I hear it's going around. But I don't know. I I mean, I guess she wasn't a bad mom. She was a, a caring mother. I'm just, why did she get nightingale? Why did that happen? 
You know, but there was something with her getting nightingaled that she really let slide in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Uh, when they were talking about her brother mm-hmm. and the fact that he was in jail. And she was trying to defend him by saying, uh, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. She was glaring at George mm-hmm. as she was yeah. saying that. And yeah, she absolutely. was so pissed off. That resentment built like a shit ton. <laughs> so much. What was the uh, that resentment built that she's always had to take care of him? She's just, mm-hmm. she's never been able to count on him. Mm-hmm. He's always been able to count on her, and he falls apart a lot. I'm sure. Oh yeah, and now she's had to live her life not being able to live her life mm-hmm. because he can't step up. And mm-hmm. God, it's crazy to think the way that you brought that that point up. Mm-hmm. That instead of her having to take care of him, he has been taking care of her. and She feels secure. I mean, the 1955 dream is <laughs> that. You know, yeah. you're a teenager in 1955, security is everything. Mm-hmm. You need a man that's going to take care of you. That's, <laughs> that's what your dad's saying. That's what your yeah. mom's saying. That's what your friend's moms are saying. You know, what are you going to do in that situation when you realize that, motherfucker, I've been taking care of this piece of shit so long but yeah that was uh something that i was thinking about in that situation now that you brought that up <laughs> as far as the, uh, the the dichotomy between the way they fell in love yeah. mm-hmm. like the thing that sealed it was well, that kiss i didn't think about it until you said that i don't know dude dude marty mcfly mm-hmm. how long was he just standing there mm-hmm. waiting for Doc Brown to climb to the top of the clock tower? <laughs> just standing there doing absolutely nothing. Doing fuck all. Fuck all. When he could have been moving the goddamn branch mm-hmm. off of the goddamn wire. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what? Maybe it was too heavy. Maybe he couldn't move it. He had plenty of time to thread the fucking wire back around underneath the branch oh to bring it over. And then none of the shit that Doc went through, not a goddamn yeah. thing would have happened to him. It would have been mm-hmm. an exactly perfect situation for him to just grab the thing, <laughs> plug it in. Ka-chunk. Grab it, ka-chunk. That's all it would have taken. But no, Marty just like sat there and yeah. was just looking up like, oh man, yeah, when's he going to yeah, get here? Yeah. Is it... God, he's slow. We don't have a lot of time, Doc, man. Right? Jeez. And then he's just like shouting at him from the ground the whole time and then anyway. All he did was tie it to the rope and he was like, you're good? All right, I'm then, out. Although, no, no. To be fair, he waited and just stared at Doc until Doc told him he had to leave because he was out of time. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think I want to counter that a little bit. Yeah. Based on your time loop theory, if if Marty hadn't been such a douche nozzle and just stood there, Doc Brown wouldn't have gotten like electrocuted. And based on your theory on, on how all of these things affect them and their trajectory, he may have needed to get electrocuted. Maybe that was always part of the plan. Just a thought. Time loop. <laughs> I mean, either way, Marty's an asshole. Like he's yeah. a, in in every eventuality. That is a dick move. <laughs> right? He just stood there. Yeah. There's, he did nothing yeah. for however long it took him to get up mm-hmm. there. And Doc, he wasn't a young man, but he wasn't... I mean, you know, he wasn't an old man, but he wasn't a young man. Yeah. Uh, so it probably took a little bit. You know, he yeah. had to take a couple breaks to get up mm-hmm. to the top of that building. That was a pretty tall building. It was. And, you but, know, he's doing all this for you. I mean, you just told him he invented time travel. 
Now he can take his time to do it. Yeah. He has no reason to bust his ass to do this for you. Because it's going to happen. Yeah. It's already happened. Eventually. He's like, well, why don't I just hang out and figure this out? Yeah. And Save then, my family fortune and then just roll into it. And then you know what? Once we figure it out, we'll go back to November 5th, 1955 and be like, okay, now things are fine. Go on. <laughs> yeah. That could totally be yeah, a thing. Just saying. Okay. It could be 20 years, but still, he could go back. <laughs> 40-year-old still getting yelled at by Mr. Strickland. Oh, my God. Did you find it weird that nobody recognized Marty as Marty? All that time he spent with his parents. I know that they didn't get any pictures of him. Oh. But all that time that he spent with his parents, all those situ- I mean, those interactions I think the with Biff. the memory fades enough. Really? Yeah. I yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'd be creeped out by it. I'm not not lying. I would be creeped <laughs> out. Even now, if I see somebody who looks a lot like somebody else I know, I'm just like, whoa, ugh, nope. But, uh, <laughs> but that, to um... have birthed one, I mean, that, that's that got to be rough. <laughs> like that 17 again situation, what was her name? Leslie Mann. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> but yeah, I just thought that was really weird that not even, not but, even but Biff. But that's different though, okay? Biff would have. She was, in 17 again, she was marrying that kid, that face that she saw every day. She stared at that face and she watched it grow old. That's how you remember a face. Whereas Marty, she like knew him for four days and mostly just looked down his pants. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's where I'm at with that one. <laughs> I feel like this movie kind of had a trend of uh, trying to appropriate things. Like I said that he gave Goldie the idea to be mayor, but he was already. So it's just taking credit for it's things? It's just constantly taking credit for shit. Like, are you going to tell me, are you really going to tell me that a white dude is responsible for Johnny Be Good? Oh, yeah. Like, um, I just, mm-hmm. there's there kind of a trend of that, but that was probably a thing from the 80s. I'm yeah, not trying to, be to like, say it's we okay. did that. That's honestly what it was. It was. It's just bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I mean, I know it's not as big of a deal, but uh, <laughs> uh, the skateboard. He didn't invent oh my the skateboard. God. Right? Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure that kid would still put that thing back on it because, like... Seriously. There's no way. It's like, yeah, that was pretty cool, but there was also loose nails. I mean, all those uh, Rules of the Road videos from back in the day in the 50s, people were not great drivers. They were just... I mean, they kind of gave us that impression, too, the fact that uh, this wasn't the first person her dad had hit with a car. <laughs> that's already been established. That's a great point. <laughs> I wonder... Does that mean that that was a girl, and that's why it wasn't Nightingale, or was um, oh, or that, was Lorraine out of town for the week? That's a good question. Yeah, why didn't she fall for that one? Hmm. It's like eighty year old neighbor. <laughs> oh God. I mean, it seemed like there was a specific time people knew to be there. Uh, yeah. Uh, to peep on what I assume was Lorraine's mother. Yeah. That was yeah, my assumption as well. That was interesting. Why does George McFly know exactly when to go and watch her undress? That's the question, though. Was he watching her undress or was he watching her dress? Her morning shower maybe is a specific um, routine. That's but, a uh, lot nicer than I thought. <laughs> I thought she was, like, that's the reason she was a happy housewife was because, you know, she Those got some attention delights. from the boys. Oh, God. Or no, it was morning. That's it true. Was morning, he was having so breakfast. It probably was. Okay, so 
What kind of emotional damage do you think it would cause to know your parents as teenagers? Oh. Oh. God. (laughs) I have difficulty getting close now. (laughs) Like, you hope that the stories they tell you are fairly accurate to... Mm what has happened or who they are kind of a situation but you know that there is so much shit (laughs) that is not on the table like as conversational (laughs) and that's just kind of fucked up to think about um (laughs) i'm sorry everybody who's listening no but i'm i'm laughing because the kind of stories that my mom told us weren't good ones (laughs) she one time made a comment that you know she was i think my sister asked are you disappointed that like we've never tp'd somebody's house or like gotten in trouble and she made some positive inclinations somehow and my sister never let it go but the kind of stuff my mom she told me about the time she punched her best friend in the face she (laughs) you know weird yeah the she showed me the stump she passed out on uh one night but that i was an adult for that one so we're just uh, driving by it and she's like oh there's the stump oh my God. <laughs> it's still there <laughs> won't get into any more detail but yeah that's the kind of the stuff i was privy to so <laughs> i don't know that i would have expected <laughs> well i mean some of the stuff that my mom told us was pretty out there um but my dad it was all <laughs> so straight laced he was so straight laced <laughs> boy scout for life <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a scary thing. To, it's a very scary thing to think about. Knowing that, I, I think in this situation, one hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to know, you know, what they're like for a few days. It's another to be jumped on by your mom, and <laughs> she could not stop throwing herself at him. And every time they talked at the dinner mm-hmm. table, she talked about how she didn't like that girl Jennifer because mm-hmm. she's calling and she's chasing boys and I never chase boys and all this other stuff. So you have this this picture of who you think your mom... Like, his picture of his mom is probably a similar picture to what I have of my dad. Yeah. Well, he... He's... And then to get back there and to experience his mm-hmm. mom the way she was, mm-hmm. but to experience it... Yeah, that's... There's a... There's an yeah. extra emphasis there. I do love John Mulaney's joke about what it must have been like pitching this movie. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I forgot about that one. It's a disgraced business. I think maybe one of the reasons that Lorraine is like all you know prude and shit in the the present, but she's you know all loose in the past, is because she found her man through different means. The first time she found George McFly. He was injured and needed her, and she took care of him, and that is how she fell in love. And that is a a nice, sweet way to fall in love, and it's... Maybe she started to feel trashy about parking with boys and stuff, because she clearly did it. Or, what if she is trying to be a cautionary tale? Oh. Oh. Dang. So... I think you struck a nerve. <laughs> She doesn't want her, so her what little she, she, son to get honey trapped. Right. Honey, and the honey pot. <laughs> I was going honey potted. <laughs> honey potted. But maybe she was exactly the same way with George as she was with Marty. Except George was all about it. Whereas Marty did not want anything to do with it, obviously, because it was his mom. And in that situation, that was their senior year. Mm-hmm. So she, did she get pregnant with his older brother? Oh, man. And so now she's a cautionary tale to her kids to not be loose or you get trapped with this shit. 
I mean, I, I definitely could see that. Definitely could. But I do want to clarify. I don't think George was okay with her being all over him either. No. I think that he was so nervous, so nervous to be around her. And she was so aggressive. He would have been scared, but he would have gone along with it. She clearly went to Marty to say, ask me to do the dance. So I'm sure she could have done the same to George. She probably did. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably said something very similar to what Marty said, which was, nobody's asked you? Buzz off, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a lot of possibilities there for how things were. Or why things are. <laughs> but yeah, shit. <laughs> Cautionary tale mom. Yeah. Trying to make That's sure sad. her kids don't make her. The same mistake she did. Get stuck in a life they didn't want. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Ruining people's like childhood favorite. No, I, I don't think anyone was under the illusion that they had a happy marriage. <laughs> so before we dive any deeper into uh, Marty and his mother and their tragic past, uh-huh. <laughs> I wanted to just point something out. The second that Doc's first experiment with the time machine is is successful, he just grabs his bags and throws them in. Like he he's just ready to go and and be done and 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 start his you know hanging out in the future. But I will say that that is smarter. Hanging out in the future, you're not gonna fuck things up. Yeah, I can appreciate that. But it's also total fucking cheating. Total cheating. You uh, you stood on the shoulders of giants. Uh, you, you took what they knew without, without earning it for yourself. Oh, my God. And now you're selling it. You're selling it. God damn. I don't know how you do that from memory. That's amazing. I love it. But he already comes back with a better um, engine or whatever, well, not engine, but he doesn't have to use plutonium anymore. It is a Mr. Fusion. <laughs> and yeah, no, you don't need plutonium That's anymore. That's complete cheating. So now he can go anywhere in the future and get whatever he needs. Whatever information he wants is there. And he can come back and use it for whatever he wants. Yeah. Do we trust him with that? He invented a time machine. I don't know if we have an option. <laughs> it's kind of that whole situation with Iron Man when they're trying to take his suit. And he's, I made yeah. it. So, I mean, no. it's also kind of Rick and Morty where the government, yeah. okay, fine, but we'll subcontract you <laughs> as needed. Yeah. We own, own you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's just, I mean, that. what if something came loose that, in that car, you haven't triple checked everything again. You just like let your dog out and you jumped back in. Yeah. Can it do it again with the outside still covered in ice? This was the first test after proving the theory correct. Mm -hmm. And you have absolutely no idea what kind of stress it put on the vehicle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, you are so right. You know, they didn't just land the first airplane, fly it again. And then now we, we got paying passengers. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Seriously. Like, oh yeah, we kind of landed. Let's sell this. Yeah, let's package it. <laughs> package it. Sell it. Sell it. Um, but yeah, back on to... Uh, so back to Marty and his mom and their... Uh, uh, uh -huh. Love affair. 
First, I just want to ask, why is everyone okay with Lorraine getting assaulted everywhere she right? goes? She's in the cafeteria, and he's, like, poking at her. And, okay, fine, yeah, sometimes guys can be jerks, but to the point that she slaps him and he gets rough, this is a school. Why isn't this safe? Why is nobody saying anything? Nobody yeah. is watching. There, there's nobody no. in the cafeteria that is in charge of anything. There's not a single person. At the dance. That guy takes her away from George, and she is squirming and screaming and trying calling, to get away. trying to get away from him. And everybody just like, I mean, it's his they turn seem now. happy. <laughs> I don't know. Leah Thompson is more than that. <laughs> she deserves better. So much better. So much better. And then you know, obviously the the sexual assault, the attempted sexual assault. Right. Uh, Jesus Christ. Although I, I will give them credit because um, Biff's friends did hesitate for a second. So pat on the back to them. You were know? they hesitating because they were worried or were they hesitating because are they going to see something? They looked nervous to me. but That's fair. I don't know. They might not have been very good actors. I mean, one was Billy Zane. We got it. <laughs> Billy Zane was one of them. At some point? Yeah. Sometimes the... during the car chase, it was somebody else in that seat. But for the most mostly part, it, it was mostly Billy was Zane. Billy. Mostly. Um, so, yeah, they, they were a little bit skeeved by that. But uh, I, I also do want to give George McFly's character credit because when he happened upon the scene, he looked to the side, but he never turned away. That's he really never even point. attempted to step away. And I didn't remember it that way. Man, this I don't know if it's because we got high this time, but I was so emotional when we watched it. Yeah. I was so, oh, Dude, my God, my heart was, was pounding. There were stakes, man. I was like, oh, shit. And, like, I was watching him because I couldn't remember if he stepped away and I didn't want to be disappointed in him, and it wasn't. <laughs> so uh, I, I, yeah. do, I do appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, everyone's kind of assaulting Lorraine there. And then... Ugh, the the grosser question is how far was Marty willing to go to assault his mother to the point that George should pull him out of the car and punch him and that she would consider that being safe? Think about that. He was like, listen, I got to do what I got to do. I'm just going to go, you know, attempt to assault my mother. And then she was into it and he was like, ooh, this is not going to work. Abort mission. Abort. But how far would he have gone? Ugh, it's terrifying God. to... This goes back to the emotional damage of knowing your I, I parents feel, as teenagers. I feel like at this point, you're better off setting up a scenario where you're like, listen, I'm going to have this cart run down the hill and it's going to almost hit her and you're going to save her from it. And then you'll be her savior. Why do you need to assault her to be a savior for her? Seems unnecessary. <laughs> there could have been other ways. I'm serious. You could put her in physical danger. <laughs> okay, I just got But I assume they had some kind of way to stop the cart before it got to her. I don't... I hoped. I would hope. Yeah, I know. You're right. Yeah, that's that's physical assault. That's not that much better. But, I mean, it's better than trying to make out with your mom. Yeah. For sure. You're going to be much more committed to that plan. And you're going to make sure that plan works. Here, you were just like, oh, God. (laughs) It's like, how many times do you think he threw up while he was getting ready? Oh, man. Do you think he was scared to drink because if he drank too much, he could make the wrong move? Ooh. Oh, man. He couldn't have just gotten weed from anybody. (laughs) It would have been totally cool to just be like, hey, is it okay? Yeah. But, you know, okay, so 
Speaking of this isn't okay, uh, Lorraine does kind of uh, go way too far. Yeah. Way yeah, too the far. The fact that she threw his pants at him. I was like, put your pants uh, back on. That's not the fact that I'm worried about. Oh, no. I'm almost positive she looked at his penis. Oh, oh well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she that's... said that uh, Calvin Klein was all over his underwear, so she... Yeah. There's no way she didn't look. She or... got more than an eyeful. <laughs> she got both of them. That's what I was going all right. for. All right, cool. Yeah, so I guess there's there's uh, misgivings all around. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but... Seems to work. Um, so there are a few things from this movie that uh, just kind of made me wonder. Um, silly little questions. Uh, these are what I call the bees in my bonnet. So you know in the intro when Doc's house is just automating everything? Yeah. Everything. Uh-huh. Do inventors analyze the time that it takes to engineer those versus how long it takes to just open a can of dog food every morning? That I think it's because <laughs> he doesn't want to forget. So if it's always happening because it's automated, he'll never forget to feed Einstein. Or he'll never forget to feed another one of his dogs. That makes way more sense. Okay. All right. All right. However, making the toast and all the other shit, I have no idea why he would automate that because there's nothing really telling him that it's all happening. He considers himself similar to Einstein where the less he has to think about everyday tasks and and Mm. things, then, you know. Thought fatigue. Yeah. I could definitely see him thinking that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> also... I mean, he had framed portraits of so many great minds. But I, I 100% agree that, yeah, he, he probably would forget. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't want to keep getting bothered by Einstein to feed him. So, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Um, so... We've been talking time loop, but there's one uh, situation in particular I want to consider. Strickland. Uh, mm-hmm. Strickland hates Marty for no re- real reason. He yeah. just is a hateful bully is what he is. And he sees them as weak people. And that's sad, but it's true. So is Strickland going to hate Marty more now <laughs> because Marty played at the dance and he thought he was annoying and like was in school and thought he was an asshole? Or... Did he hate Marty now because of that? Like the loop yeah. situation? You know, that thing you've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it just progressively gets worse and worse yeah, and worse yeah. and worse every time. So he just time. hates him more and more and more and more. Yeah. Until he's just like assaulting him, like slapping him in the hallway. Right. But only when it's really busy so you can't really see it. You There's no telling if it was smack. necessarily him. <laughs> You can't prove it. He knows all the blind spots for the cameras. Exactly. But I don't think they had I cameras. I was going to say, in the 80s, I don't think yeah, you no. had to worry no, about that No, in the 80s, you might have been able to just slap a student in the hallway. That's a very this. good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> what are we trying to work around this system here? The system is built for this. They had just stopped doing actual spankings in school at this point. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I think they could... He could find cause. If anybody yeah. objected, he'd be like, he did this thing that was He was really being bad. a dick, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that tracks. Strickland said it, so <laughs> it must be true. So I know that Doc said that Einstein was the first, um, first being to time travel, but isn't Marty technically the first because he went back in time? So chronologically, <laughs> he time traveled first. I think Einstein might have been the first time traveler because he went forward, but Marty was the first person to go into the past. 
But Einstein traveled through time. So Einstein is a time traveler, and uh, Marty McFly is a uh, time criminal. <laughs> I think. I think that's how all the all universes that. Anytime you go into the past, their... you create a, mm-hmm. a, a time Don't crime. Make the ripple. Another ripple. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I don't know. Uh, also, um, in regards to Marty and time travel, obviously, this movie. Uh, he clearly didn't explain the situation to his girlfriend at the end of the movie when they got in the car to go into the future. She wasn't completely understanding that she was going to the future. That's a really good point, too. She was really asking questions and nobody was giving no. her answers. Um, that is... Also uh, proven by the sequel, where she is quite confused and flustered in the future. So that was pretty shitty. If your boyfriend says, babe, I just got back from the past. I was, I time traveled. It was super cool, kind of. And he's like, get in this car with me. We're going to time travel. I'd be. Like, where's the bomb? <laughs> right, right, right. So that was really uncool, I think. No, I agree. She she really she didn't know cool. what she was signing up for. She was definitely not given a rundown of no. what what could happen. Shitty all around. Speaking of that scene, actually, right before that, mm-hmm. is when Marty says goodbye to Doc, and Doc is going to go to the future. They have a heartfelt goodbye, and I don't understand why. Because wherever Doc goes, he can always return back to one second after that moment. (laughs) Is he abandoning his home forever? He's going to the future. He can always come back. At any time that he decides, he can go back to that exact time. Why are you saying goodbye to each other? He should be back tomorrow. At the latest. And you can hang out. Be cool. He'll tell you all about how he spent... 17 years or whatever in another in the future and learned all these things yeah oh i forgot about that he'd come back really old right i mean yeah yeah but you know i mean it's better than i mean he's dying in the past like he does in part three oh Oh, but he doesn't actually because they end up having a steam-powered time machine yeah they they found a way around it As they often do. Yeah. I think that we, it's just important that we stop and acknowledge that in this timeline, this new timeline that Marty has created, where Biff is slave to George. Yes. They have an errand boy that attempted to sexually assault his wife and they keep him around. And like he legit was going to go for it. Yeah. And if you're going to keep making fun of him or pushing him around well maybe he wasn't pushing him around i guess biff was lying about uh he was a bit bully-esque with biff but yeah but yeah i don't know that i'd feel comfortable with him being around all the time especially with the growing resentment i don't know that i'd want to see my assailant attempted assailant every day i mean even if i did get to see him get laid out so we like to do these uh ratings for each of these movies we determine how many heafy bowls it would take to get through all the conversation you can have with everything going on there. And uh, for this one, we decided to go for four heafy bowls. Oh, yeah, four uh, This was a good one. There's so much that you can go down, so many different roads. 
I mean, time travel itself is like a huge. So thanks for joining us for another episode of Kiefer I Barely Knew Her. And as always, if you feel we deserve it, give us a like and a subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at KieferIBKH or at our website, KieferIBKH.com. And as always, we have to give credit to Mr. Kevin McLeod. 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 For the music. <laughs> so appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, keep an eye out for future episodes on Tuesdays. And uh, hopefully you'll come back and join us and see where the story takes us. Mm-hmm.